I can't believe I was just talking about ending the whole clock switching setting. I guess when I say ending daylight saving, I guess I guess technically that's what we do every October or November. I guess this is daylight saving. Save it. I'm going to say daylight saving sounds dumb. I'm calling it daylight savings. Who cares? I love this time. Twice a year. It's, it's bad enough we have to flip the clocks back and forth <clears throat> twice a year. Uh, what's even worse is to have to hear those fucking losers come out and say, uh, just a reminder, it's daylight saving. It's not daylight savings. You're not opening a savings account with the daylight. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was really helpful because that was the biggest issue with all of this was whether or not to add the S to the end of daylight saving. <sighs> but it looks like this is coming to an end. We, I've, How many times on this podcast have I said that every year we set these goddamn clocks ahead? And every year I say to myself, Please let this be the last time. As we went, I said it last week. I said, we're, this weekend, we're setting the clocks ahead. Let it be the last time. I even propose, uh, even though I wouldn't want to do it, I don't want to do it ever again because it fucking just it wreaks havoc both in both, both times. But I said, you know, thinking in, I'm just thinking about our friends at the calendar companies. We'll do the daylight saving bullshit one more time. So that way, so that way, the calendars are accurate. Where it says later this year to set the clocks back, and then they can print their calendars for next year that tells us in March to set the clocks forward, and then they don't have to print that on any other calendar ever again. But uh, you know what? If the Senate just passed this thing unanimously, there's nothing we can all agree on, except we can all agree on daylight savings being a piece of shit. We set the clocks back a couple, or set the clocks ahead a couple days ago, and now we just leave them, and that's it. If we did it one more time to to help out the calendar companies, I'd be, I'd still hate it, but I'd be okay with it, knowing that there was one more time. Because every year, uh, it just seems like okay, we're doing this again, and then in a few months we'll do it again, and then again, and then again, and then again, and forward and backward and forward and backward, and it sucks, it sucks, it sucks. But you get an extra hour of sleep. No, you don't. You don't get shit. You get it and then you lose it. How about we just don't give it or take it or do anything? How about we just set the clocks ahead like we did Saturday night? And unfortunately, Saturday night sucked because I was up. I fell asleep on the couch and then I woke up and I'm lying there. And then that's a weird thing when it's uh, it's one o'clock and then it's one fifty nine, and then it's three o'clock. <laughs> that's that's no fun. Uh, no, not a fan. Not a fan. So if we don't if we don't do it ever again, uh, there there will be very. I don't. I can't imagine a lot of tears will be shed. Of course, I saw somebody in the Twitter comments already. Like, oh, but the, you don't realize us people, us folks in the Northeast up in New England, you don't know how you don't realize how dark it is in the morning, and people need a good daylight to start their day and give them energy you're not you're not getting any more or less it's the same fucking daylight you know i I don't know what to tell you (laughs) we're just we're just gonna do it you know it's gonna be a little darker in the morning and we'll have a little more light in the evening it ain't gonna be a ton but 
you know, fucking there's there's always going to be some idiot who's upset with this shit. And I, I frankly I don't care. I don't care. Be upset about it. Fuck you. We set the clocks ahead and we're keeping them there. And that's good. Uh saw Gary Newman last night at the Paradise Rock Club. Uh no, this is not a this is not an earth science related uh, society or people with magnifying glasses and little trays and things where they study rocks. It's it's a rock and roll club, I should specify, in case there anybody was wondering. Uh, the Paradise Rock Club, which I don't I'm not a fan. I don't like the Paradise. I mean I like I love the small rock club and the atmosphere and stuff and it's you know it's dark and it's kind of small and it's intimate and you can you can sometimes see these really like major acts uh, performing on these on these tiny clubs and they're just so they're just they're right there he's right there uh and I stayed for the whole goddamn show which I cannot believe because I knew uh, my favorite song by him is Intruder which I knew was going to be first on the set list and it was and I thought boy I could be I could be in my car by about nine fifty. He came on a little after nine. I said I could be in my car by about nine fifteen. <laughs> I could just get the hell out of here. I could see my one song and go home. But I thought, ah, I'm never. I always think that because as soon as I go out to a place, I'm like, oh, I just want to go home. And uh, but I know, I know a couple of things. I know that one, I will be more upset if I don't stay and see the you know the whole show and the rest of the songs i know that will bum me out uh two you never know if you're going to see this person live again and i probably will not go see gary newman live again not because i don't like gary newman but i for some of these it's one and done like we saw the foo fighters at fenway great show they're not my favorite band uh, it was a gift for the wife. She's a much bigger fan than I am. I don't dislike the Foos. Like them a lot. They played all the hits. They played, a, Jesus, what a show. And what a showman that Grohl is. The whole thing is just in surprises. And, you know, the guy, that uh, Walsh guy from the Eagles. I hate the Eagles, but they that Rocky Mountain Way, that's a good song. Came out and played that. That's, you know, good, fun surprise. I'm never going to go see, in all likelihood, <laughs> I, I don't I I have no desire to I'm like I saw the Foo Fighters that's it it's good that's enough um, same with I hate to say it but I, I Radiohead one of my favorite bands saw them when are they gonna tour again I don't know maybe never probably not never but uh, not anytime soon and I sort of feel like yeah all right saw them I've seen the Smashing Pumpkins a few times in the nineties good enough. I'm okay with that. Don't need to see those guys again. Uh, you know, there's a few, um, and then there's a few that that I would see every time they came they came to town. And I think eh, not. I, I get okay, like Fleet Fox. We're going to see the Fleet Foxes. I'm going to see them every time I I possibly can. I'm going to see those those guys. Uh, Paul McCartney. If he who knows he could come to Boston ten more times. Doubt that I'll go to any of them. Just. Because I don't know, it's going to, we're going to see him, and then that's like great. Check it off the list. John Williams conducting the Boston Pops. It's it's a what a great experience, and the kids got to see it, and it's wonderful. I'm I'm not gonna, I'm not dragging my ass out to Tanglewood again to go find parking in a in a field. That's a 
that's a two mile walk away from the from the amphitheater, and then to get there and just bleh. it was great. We saw it. Not to say I won't go back to Tanglewood, but yeah, we saw it, and then that's enough. And I feel like okay, Gary Newman, he's awesome. Some of my some of my favorites. I mean, Intruder is like that's gonna go down as one of my favorite songs ever. Period. Cars is a classic from uh, from back in the day, and uh, My Name Is Ruin. That's that's one of my favorites of his too, and there's a couple others. Um, I was a little disappointed because he didn't play much off the new album. I really wanted to hear like as many songs as possible off the new album. Um, he played a lot of stuff that I, you know, it's it's from previous albums, and I, you know, but he did he did you know he, of course he did Cars and of course he did My Name Is Ruin and of course he did Intruder. Uh, and he did some. I mean, he did some great songs, but he only did three songs off of the Intruder album, which I'm kind of eh, a little disappointed. But uh, it was it was it was cool. And it, you know, the Paradise Club, I don't like. Like I said, the Sinclair. That's that's my that's just the best because it's just a big open. You're staring. You know, everybody's like in front of the stage at the Paradise Club. It's a lot of people off to the side of the stage. There's not much room in front of the stage. Between the stage and the wall exists very, very small amounts of space. And I've always felt at the Paradise Club that we are packed in like sardines. I Yes, that can happen at the Sinclair, but I don't feel it as much because it's a little bigger. It's a little more open. Uh, but uh, at, and at the, the Paradise Rock Club, they've got – Paradise has these big pillars, big huge pillars just in the middle of – you know, there's there's just so many obstructions. It's just it's sometimes it's just really hard to get. Like I've we've always managed to get a good spot and a good enough view. I don't understand some of these people that they just stand behind the pillar. I'm like, you're just gonna that's it. You're just settling on on that. You're like right by the pillar. Okay, have fun. You know, it's okay. You guess hearing it like, what's do you really need to see the performance? I guess if you're hearing it, that's fine. Anyway, I got there. I left a little after seven. Uh, found great parking. That's that's what really matters, right? I just off as like Babcock Street, right by the the Babcock uh, Green Line, Green Line exit, um, and just parked. Just a residential, like no, you know, the first block or so is metered parking, and then past that, it's just like yeah, no, just park. You can't park from eight a.m. to ten a.m. because I think that's trash pickup, but. It wasn't. It wasn't in the morning, so I can just yeah. As long as it's not a handicap or a or a fire hydrant, we're good. We're blocking a driveway, so there were plenty of spots, uh, and uh, and so yeah, I, I walked a few blocks, and there I was. Very nice, very nice, and uh, yeah, got right in, easy peasy. Uh, it's a little <laughs> a little weird because. Uh, you know, hey, we went to the Celtics game. Didn't really wear our masks most of the time because, I mean, we were eating nachos and popcorn and hot dogs and stuff. So yeah, that was that was what it was, and it obviously didn't didn't do anything to us because that's now two three weeks ago, whenever it was. Yeah, it was two, two weeks ago today exactly. Uh, so I think we're safe. <laughs> um. But you're all in seats. Like nobody's moving around. You're sitting with the same people. 
And the, you know, the girls next to me had masks on. My kids had masks on when they weren't eating. I, I believe I had my mask on most of the time that I wasn't eating. I'm not sure. I don't think I did. I think I had it off. I don't know. I had it on. I had it off. It was, we went back and forth. I think I did have it on actually, mostly when I wasn't eating. I can't recall. Uh, but it was, you know, a decent amount of masked people and, and then the Paradise Club, I walked in and I'm thinking, oh, it's such a small venue and, you know, it's we're still pretty fresh and the mask mandate stuff and all this. And I walked in and all the employees, everybody has their masks on. I'm like, and I said, hey, is it, you know, I'm pulling my mask out of my pocket before I go in the door. And I said, it's, uh, you know, mask required. And they're like, oh, no, mask optional. I'm like, okay, okay. Because when I bought tickets, it was a very different. <laughs> it was a very different world we lived in, and that was half of the reason. Because you had to have a vaccine and show your vaccine, and you had to have a mask. And just, I don't know. I'm I'm still I'm still big on the vaccine mandates to go do shit like that. But I guess really, when you think about it, like I don't know if I if I I, I don't know if vaxxed or not, you're gonna catch COVID. Um. If somebody has it, masked or not, you can, you know, if, if they're not masked, you doesn't really matter unless you're wearing an N95. But also, like, I'm vaccinated, so my, you know, either I'm going to catch it or I'm not. And my, it's really, you know, the severity. So I'm sitting there and I'm just kind of like, yeah, I, I have, a, believe me, I have my fucking, I, that mask did not even budge from my face. The only time I touched the mask was to pinch down on my little nose things to make sure it was as tight as possible <laughs> oh because uh uh I, I tell you every once in a while and this is really just vile and this is where i know i'm I'm just fucked because every once in a while i i got a very specific whiff of stale breath would crawl under my mask and into my nose and i would just go <laughs> and i'm like I'm like, please, please just let that be my own breath. But it's not, <laughs> it's not. And I could feel, I could feel a woman. I just kept feeling this air like on my shoulder and I kind of turned back and there's this woman and she's dancing and I don't know, maybe she's huffing and puffing, but I could just, it almost felt like she was literally just like, like blowing on my shoulder. I'm like, is she just breathing weird? And she's in just the right spot to hit my I had a sweatshirt on too, and I'm just like I, I, I keep I keep feeling her like breath on my shoulder. Um, and then of course, what also what always happens is like it's just a ton of short people, which is great because I'm a short person. And then like the one guy who's like six five is like, hmm, I think I'll settle in right here, right in front of all the right in front of this five foot seven fellow. This should be just fine for all of us. And I'm sitting there, and I'm just like I'm standing there. I'm like, oh, they should, they should have a whole system. You, know, you you put your height down, and then when you come in, they tell you you're in this section. What are you? You're one of the talls. You're six eight. You're in the back, pal. You don't need to be up by the stage. <laughs> you're standing back against the wall, friend. You can see everything, no matter who's in front of you. You're five seven. Okay, you're right about in the middle, and uh, we'll we'll put all the short people, the shorter people, in front of you. Uh, you're five. Uh, you're five nine. Okay, you're behind this guy, and so forth. Obviously, that would take. Uh, it'd probably be three hours just to to get everybody in that spot. But a fella can dream, and that's why I like when. 
as much as I do love those rock clubs, and I really, really do, that's my favorite place to see a concert. Not even cl- I f- arenas and stadiums kiss my ass. I I love the small venue, love it. It's so much better. Um, just for a number of reasons, you know that concert let out. You know what I did? We filed out of the the building. It took about a minute to get out of the building. Uh. And it took me as long, 10 minutes to walk to my car, and then I was out of there. Uh, you know, as opposed to like, you think you're gonna, you think you're gonna get parking near Fenway. Well, you could get parking near Fenway. You think you're going to be leaving anytime in the next three hours after, after that concert ends? Hell no. Hell no. I'm still not really sure what we're going to do. I'm almost, it's a Tuesday night at the Paul McCartney concert. I'm almost thinking, hmm, maybe we'll just get a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> that's nearby that's not too close but it's close enough to be convenient but not like super expensive and overbooked and all that stuff and i don't know but i love the small rock club because you can just leave you can get on the subway and it's not jammed and there's not a zillion people waiting to get on the same train car and yeah it was it was nice it was also nice to not have to take the train at any point because sometimes I do. If it's a big, if it's like a Fenway event or a TD Garden event, I'm parking elsewhere and I'm going to take the train in, so that way I don't have to sit in the parking garage and wait and wait and wait for people to get out and all that stuff. Uh, so that's nice. The small rock clubs you can just park, park down the street, park around the block, find a spot. They'll be especially if it's a Monday night concert <laughs> in the middle of March. Uh, yeah, very easy to find parking and. And uh, yeah, the concert, uh, I, I caught a little bit of the opening act. She was okay. Um, then uh, then Gary Newman came on around 9 and ended around, I want to say, 10.30, 10.45, something like that. He, here's what else I love. I I say this as somebody who just goes on and on and talks and tells stories. I do not want that from my musical acts. I don't want them, you know, Dave Grohl, great showman, motherfucker loves to talk. He loves to stop after a song, have a little, you know, little chit-chat with the, you know. When If I go to a concert, the, the, the last thing I want to hear from the people performing on the stage How's everybody doing tonight? No, who cares? We're fine. We're watching your show. We're doing very well. We paid a lot of money to see you perform. So you don't need to worry about us. Just pick up that guitar. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's rock. Uh, Gary Newman did not say a word to the cr- He just came out. He, and he, went, he went to work. It was a, it's a day at the office. And one song ended, boom, next song. That one ended, boom, next song. Not even not even to just like stop for a second and just like even, you know, sometimes, you know, they'll get like two or three songs in and take a quick little like, hey, Boston, it's great to be here. How you doing? Good, good. All right. Let's, uh, let's we are, you know, and then they'll say something like, we're, we're the Foo Fighters. Oh, you are. Oh, is that what the name of the band? Okay, I wasn't sure about that. Um, Radiohead was the same thing. Thom, <laughs> as I like to call him, uh, 
Tom York, he's got no time for for bullshit. Play a tune. It's a day. It we're, we're it's work. We're at the office. Make let's make music for the people who paid a lot of money and spent their time to come see us on the CD. Are we gonna put an album out where it's like us talking between tracks? No, because you know what everybody would do? Skip, skip. Maybe they listen to it once and then they'd go skip, skip, skip. So like, you don't need to go to the concert and talk. Just sing. Perform, play. And uh, yeah, so Gary Newman came out, played a song, then another, then another, then another, then another, then another, then another, and then he finished and waved goodbye and walked off stage and didn't keep us waiting, came back within, I don't know, 30 seconds. You know, he's like, I'm not going to bullshit you guys. You want to, you're going to get an encore. Just let me do the, let me go through the motions here. We'll all walk off stage. And let's count to 20 and three, two, one. Let's go back on stage. And and I'm, I, it makes it sound like he's just going through the motions and doesn't want to be there. He was as much a showman as anyone I've ever seen. He was so, he, I, I, I think about him. Why he, I'm like, he's going to do this again. He did this last night in New York. He's going to do this tomorrow in D.C. And then Philly and then Pittsburgh and then Chicago. And he's going to be in like Omaha and all these weird places. And he's going to give those guys all the same show. And it's just what a professional um, to do to, you know, some, some guys, some bands go on tour and they do like two or three shows a week and then they're traveling to the next and it's just weekend stuff. And then there's others who are just like, yeah, every night, <laughs> we're just going to go every night for two straight months. And I mean, he's done like at the beginning of April, there's, there's a, I, I was looking at the schedule. There's like one one night here, one night there where they're not performing. And then I think around April 5th or 6th or something, I don't know, uh, 9th maybe, I, somewhere somewhere in the first or second week of April, he finishes out in California and then that's it, done. And uh, yeah, which I'm sure he likes to do it that way because he probably likes to get back and you know, he's, he had an Instagram post that his family was on the tour, you know, the first couple of tour dates, and he loved that. And then, you know, and then they went back home and a certain level of sadness not having his family around. And so I'm sure he I'm sure he loves to perform and loves to do what he does best. And then I'm sure he's looking forward to in a month from now when he's gets to go home and, and get back to just, you know, doing his thing. Uh, but he just, man, no nonsense, no talking, no chit chats. Let's just, let's just fucking, let's play some music, play some music and dance. Let's go. And, uh, yeah, he's a great showman and he played all the hits. He played all the songs that I wanted to hear. Well, he, like I said, he, I wish he had played more from the new album, but played many of the songs that I wanted to hear. He played the songs that I really, really wanted to hear. Um, so that's cool. And then what? Uh, then he was, yeah, he came back out. He did the encore. Uh, and I think just at the very end, he's, you know, he said something along the lines of, thank you, Boston. Good night. Thanks for coming out. Something like that. And that was it. Took about three seconds. He had three seconds worth of talking. And then that's it. And then they promptly waved, quick wave, uh, go off stage house lights come up and we leave. I got in the car and went home (sighs) and then had a very sad car ride home because I, at this point, uh, you know, when I, when I went into the concert, 
uh, I figured it was only a matter of time before Scott Hall passed away. And then during the concert, uh, I didn't have any reception, any any signal inside, and there was no Wi-Fi to connect to. So, which was kind of nice because I'm, you know, then I like okay, I just I'm just not going to look at anything. <clears throat> and then oh, this fucking guy. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really mean pick the one and only time where I'm free to set a meeting for something that's not urgent. But yeah, okay, great. You set it for... That's wonderful. That's just great. Anyway. Uh, so it's, it was nice to be there and not be able to, like, you know, quickly... Well, I'll just take a quick look at Twitter. I'll just take a... No. Because then I would have seen the sad news about Scott Hall and I would have been focused on that. So it was... Selfishly, it was nice... Uh, going in and forgetting about that and just enjoying the concert. And then, of course, I, I one text did come through in the middle of the concert from uh, my good buddy, Double J, who had a, and I, you know, he had a little emoji sad thing. I was like, ah, shit, I know what this is. And yeah, sure enough, I got out and sent a quick text to the wife and kids with some, some pictures and videos from the concert because my kids love that song, Intruder. Uh, my ten-year-old, in particular, they all—they both have it on on Spotify playlists and stuff like that. Uh, uh, so I sent a quick text and um, and then listened to yesterday's busted open on Sirius, where they weren't they weren't eulogizing per se, since uh, you know when the show aired, Scott Hall was still alive, but they were, you know, it was some, you know, I guess eulogizing as much as you can while somebody's still technically alive, but. Uh, you know, also a little, a, a bit of hopefulness at the same time. Like, hey, maybe he'll, maybe he'll pull out, pull through, <laughs> pull, pull through, kick out, whatever you call it. Uh, of course, that did not happen, and Scott Hall <clears throat> did pass away last night, sometime I don't know, seven, eight o'clock, something like that. Uh, well, I guess, I guess, I technically, I, I guess that did happen before I went into the concert, but when I got you know, I pretty much was concerned with parking the car and then getting in. So I didn't even check my phone. I just went in and, and then when I got in there, I said, well, I'll just, I'll look at my phone when I, when I get in, when they're waiting for the, the, uh, the next, uh, for Gary Newman to set up. And, but I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get signal. So, uh, so it was a sad car ride home. Cause I listened to, listened to busted open talking about Scott Hall. And of course, knowing now that, that Scott Hall is dead and they had, I mean, there was, there are friends like not, not necessarily wrestlers, but the first call they took was from some guy who was in, uh, who was in like detox with Scott Hall, uh, at some point, you know, one of the, the number of times that Scott Hall was in, was in detox and, uh, man, oh man, that was a, that was just a, you know and the guy's crying because he's talking about i mean this guy was a friend like not just oh i met him in detox and he was really nice no they became friends cuz he was talking about you know they text all the time and they were close and they kept in touch and then you know scott texted him a week ago and said hey man just uh you know fell broke my hip it sucks i'm in the hospital you know waiting to have surgery they keep delaying it this blows but uh you know Hey, can you bring me my nail clippers? I want to make sure I cut my nails. So the guy's like, "Yeah, I'll bring I'll bring the nail clippers." And he went. The guy went to the hospital, and obviously, COVID and all that stuff. You can't, you know, you have to be on the list. It can only be a handful of people 
at any given time who can can do that stuff who can go up there and uh you know maybe one or two people close family so he said look this is the text he wants me to bring him the nail clippers i sorry sir you can't so they uh, i think he gave the nail clippers and they brought it up to him and so he he texted scott hall and said hey sorry man i can't uh can't get up there they're not they're not letting me uh not let me up and it was just kind of like hey no worries man it's all good thanks thanks for coming and uh you know hopefully we'll be out soon and we'll whatever get together that kind of thing and and then a few days later he texted like hey how's it going and it's like yeah not great just uh you know hoping to get this surgery soon still waiting to have the surgery and then then another day or so later texted and said how you doing uh how's it going or whatever and it was just a one-word answer it just said rough and then uh the you know the guy responded to scott and said is what can what do you need from me what can i do and just another one-word answer and just said pray and that was it uh yeah it's just fucking so sad man just one of my favorites ever and it's one of those things where you know I'm probably wrong. I I feel I feel like I look at some of these guys and I would know the ones that I could hang out with and probably have a fun time. Like that we would get along and they'd be like, "Yeah, this this guy's all right." Or like that, you know, that my friends and I would hang out with or something. I don't look at a lot of wrestlers and see that. There are not there are n- almost no wrestlers that I look at and I say, "Yeah, we would probably get along really well. We could probably hang out." And Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and X-Pac are maybe the only three guys that I've ever looked at because they're just, yeah, they're it, not just because I've enjoyed their characters and stuff so much on TV, uh, because there's a lot of other characters I've enjoyed, and I look at them and I say, boy, this person would fucking hate me. Um, like, I think Bret Hart would be really nice, and I think Bret Hart would tire of me in about five minutes. I think Shawn Michaels, uh, I don't think we'd have anything in common <laughs> outside of like, hey, you're my favorite wrestler. And, you know, talking about wrestling, sure. But um, I feel I've, I've always felt like there was such a a genuine sort of realness to somebody like Scott Hall, somebody like Kevin Nash. And I felt that it's funny too because you know telling Kevin Nash in that cameo that I got for Shima last year for his birthday and like hey we were there for your debut in Albany and he he couldn't believe it and then he was just talking about like going to get his COVID shot and like oh I'm gonna go to the CVS like we're talking on the phone or something but I'm just like yeah this sound this is like me it's like the same as if I was like just talking to a friend or talking to my dad on the phone or something and I'm like yeah I, I'm I'm pretty sure. Uh, not not in every aspect, but I'm tr- pretty sure that like those are those are three guys that I would get. So there's not a lot of wrestlers that I'm like, oh, I wish I had met them. I wish I had met this one. I wish I had met that. I'm I'm good. You know, I met the Ultimate Warrior. He he couldn't have wanted to be anywhere else on the planet more than having to meet all those fans. He was just like, you know, hey, how's it going? How's it going? Um, you know, and and all that. Uh. But I've got his autograph, so that's cool. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, super nice guy. 
I mean, I think I, Hacksaw and I, I think, would, would get along just fine because he's, A, he's a very, very nice person, and B, he knows my family, so there's, so there's that. Um, and then if he's into talking about wrestling, which I, I, would, I would think that he is, then, uh, yeah, we'd probably have a, a fun little time just talking shop. Uh, who else have I met? Oh, I met Chris Jericho. Uh, yeah, you know, nice guy. Uh, but never anybody that I, you know, I don't, I don't know that there's anything in common there really. Um, yeah. So there's not many when I look at a lot of wrestlers and I'm just like, yeah, I can't think of a ton of guys like from eighties, nineties, all the way through today. There's not many that I look at them and say, yeah, we'd get along really well. We'd really, we'd really, uh, have some fun together. Um, yeah, I I don't I don't know if there's any except yeah, but when I whenever I would see Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Sean Waltman talking, I'm I just there's one of those things where I'm like, man, I, I really feel like those are like maybe the only three guys in the wrestling business that would be like yeah, like okay, we could hang out because talk wrestling but also, you know, bullshit and then you know, cracking wise and that kind of thing. Uh but anyways, it's uh, it's just so it's one of those like sad things because it's he's one of my favorites, Scott Hall, and he's one of the ones where I'm like, yeah, yeah. I always think of things in terms of me, so I think, oh man, if only I think if we had, yeah, I think if we had met, we would have had it. And you hear all these stories about like he was like just kind of he was he was really good to the fans. He didn't he never like big time anyway. There's a story that I saw somewhere or some some writer i don't know if it was for his hall of fame speech or i can't remember um or maybe it was a wrestler might have been a wrestler in some indie show or something and and uh, and scott asked him like oh, you know where's the ent- where's the locker room where do i go and the guy's like oh just you know f- follow me i'll show you the i'll show you the way to go that uh you know it also you know bypasses the crowd and scott's like no 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 we're going through the crowd, man. He's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pass up an opportunity for an ovation, and uh, you know, he signed some autographs and t- you know, just cool stuff like that. And you, you see all these, you know, Zack Ryder or Matt Cardona is his name, but he was Zack Ryder in WWE, and he won the Intercontinental Title at WrestleMania in uh, in Texas back in 2016, and. Uh, and he he has a picture of himself as a kid with with Razor Ramon at an event, and he's got Razor's Intercontinental Belt. You know, Razor let him hold the Intercontinental Belt, and it's this cherished picture of his. And then he he found Scott Hall backstage at the WrestleMania in Texas after he won the Intercontinental Belt. Had Scott Hall put his belt put put Zack Ryder's belt over his shoulder and got a great picture, and you know just. There's lots of cool stuff. God, there was one about like Scott Hall, uh, some indie show, and this guy's like, you know, just just starting out in the business, and they hit it off, and they went out to dinner, and and Scott's like, you know, they're going all these places, and he's like, I can't afford this shit. I don't have money to pay for food, and Scott paid for everything, bought all the meals, all this and that, and food and everything, and and then you know later he's like, I can't, I can't repay you for any of this. I don't have money to repay you for any of this. And Scott's like, listen, you're gonna be, you're gonna make money, you're gonna be big in this business, you're gonna be a star, and uh, do the same thing for you. Just do it for some younger guy, take them out, buy them a meal, you know, help them, mentor them, support them. Yeah, just like there's a lot of cool stuff. 
Anyway, and now he's fucking gone. It makes me so sad. Jesus Christ, it just makes me so sad. Oh, in addition to being, you know, I got the I got the daylight savings fatigue. Yeah, I'm calling it daylight savings. Fuck you. I got that daylight savings fatigue. <laughs> I'm just spent. It's been non. It's four. It's almost five o'clock. Yeah, it's 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 very close. Just going on five o'clock. And uh, this is the first time since Christ, I don't know, nine thirty, that I've uh, been able to just stop. So, yeah, thought I'd stop and talk to you. I thought I'd talk to you for a little bit. I'm not. Uh, I'm very. I'm just drained, and I'm and sad. I'm sad about Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. Sad about. Uh, uh, well, I'm happy about daylight savings going away, the whole clock bullshit, but I'm I'm sad that we just had to set the clocks ahead a couple of days ago, and I'm going to be uh, still feeling those effects. It didn't help that I got home at 11.30 and couldn't uh, realize I hadn't eaten anything since about 1.30 in the afternoon, so I had a hot dog and some chips and a black and white cookie and went to bed. But it was about 12.30 by the time that happened, so... Anyway, I'm going to run. Gary Newman was awesome. Bittersweet day. Boy, that's for sure. Memorable day. Yesterday was March 14th. Uh, But when you think about where we were two years ago on March 14th, uh, you know, it ain't all bad, right? (laughs) God damn. Because the 13th was the last day of school for the kids in person in 2020 until last April. I mean, just that's crazy. Uh, so you go back to March 14th, two years ago, and it's like, uh, it's just, just the beginning, just the beginning of this seemingly endless pandemic and it ain't over. We're acting like it, but it's still a pandemic. Nobody, that was the thing. God damn. Nobody had masks on at that concert last night. I did. I saw a couple N95s, which is what I wish I had uh, a few, you know, and then you know, a couple, probably a dozen or so cloth masks, but this is, you know, there's, there's, I don't know how many hundred people are in this thing. So whatever, we'll see, we'll see how we, we'll see the aftermath of that. But, uh, yeah, bittersweet for sure. Memorable day. Get to see Gary Newman. Awesome. Awesome memory. Uh, and then the passing of Scott Hall, which just, yeah, it sucked. It sucks. I'm damn near falling asleep here. I'll talk to you next time. Right here. On the Sleepy Boy Podcast. A.K.A. the Birthday Boy Podcast. Go to birthdayboyshop.com. Get merch, do you hear me? Go get it. Well, it's still there before it sells out because it's just just flying off the shelves. (laughs) Later, Gators.